0: us today on episode number 159 of the Real Life Runners podcast. So runners know how to challenge themselves. Runners think that if they want to run faster, they have to push harder. But today we're going to be talking about an often neglected part of your training plan that is absolutely critical for you to make long and steady progress.
1: This is the Real Life Runners podcast and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: All right, so I feel like runners in general are very good at knowing how to push themselves like we go out we want to push harder we want to get faster we want to run longer we have goals we're always trying to like see what else we can do
1: yeah i mean we've always got these goals this race in the calendar that's why runners love races on the calendar that's mm-hmm. why this year's been a little awkward and yeah the, you know the excitement of virtual races so, like because i just i need some way of pushing myself as hard as i possibly can mm-hmm. if i'm not running until i'm throwing up i'm not doing it correctly
0: well and a lot of us gotten to running from that mentality right Right. like from team sports or sprinting or those kinds of things that is the mentality that we did have to have around running
1: yeah and it's sort of this all or nothing approach like if I'm not going all out, then the training is pointless.
0: Right. And it sounds dedicated. It sounds powerful, right? Like, it's like, I'm so dedicated that I p- go out and I push hard every single day. Like, work hard, play hard, train hard, right? Those are the memes that you see. You always see people glorifying training hard.
1: Yes, because, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, that's how you make the progress, right? Yeah. It is pushing really, really hard in everything that you do.
0: Right. But what about recover hard,
1: no one has that as a meme.
0: We should make a meme.
1: It was. It was actually a thing for like a little while there where like pros were out there on like an off day or like, yeah. you know, semi-pros on an off day of like how few steps their step trackers remember were getting. I you telling me like about Like it was that. briefly a thing, but it, it skims over this whole like, I've got to do everything really, really hard, skims over an aspect of training that is part of the thing. To say everything has to be hard skips the part where... There's a major component of your training that is purposely not hard.
0: That is very true. Purposely not hard. Yeah, I like that. And so, if you haven't guessed yet, today we're talking all about recovery because recovery. Is that often neglected part of our training plan that we don't like to talk about as much? Like, because it's not the sexy part, right? Like, it's not like the PRs, it's not the, the time on our watch that we haven't seen before, like, it's none of that. Like, but it is arguably one of the more important parts of your training plan, and we're going to go into all of that today.
1: It's also not written specifically into most training plans. That's true. That's why people will neglect it. That's why people kind of push it off to the side because it doesn't say on the calendar, say, oh, well, I have five miles on this day. I have six miles on this day. It doesn't actually write, I have eight hours of sleep on this night.
0: Ooh, I would like that. (laughs) It would be neat. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Like if that was actually written into your plan and you had, you felt as dedicated to that as you did to the five mile run that was also on your plan. It'd
1: be amazing because then you'd actually have to make the balance of like, ooh, I'm not sure I can get all eight in. Just like sometimes you could say, ooh, I'm not sure I can get all five in. Maybe that's going to have to go to four. Mm-hmm. But I've got to adjust things so that I can try and maximize both of them.
0: Right. But I feel like as runners, we're so much more inclined to sacrifice sleep and recovery in the name of training versus the other way around.
1: 100%. I played that one for a long time.
0: We, Yeah, you did. And we all know where that led. Or at the least, hospital. At least some of us do. And if you're not familiar with our story, then... You can learn more about Kevin's story. I think it was all the way back in like episode five when we talked about your story and kind of what happened and how we got to where we currently are in I mean, our training. <laughs> it's,
1: it's definitely single digits. You yeah. Know, you go, go to your favorite podcast player and yeah. click see all episodes and go way back.
0: Right. And those of you that are mem- members of our five-day challenge, you also... Heard some of our story because we did kind of start to explain at least a very short synopsis of our story of why this is so important to us. Like, why does this matter? Why do we have a podcast? Why do we have a training team? Why do we have a whole training philosophy and framework and program to help runners train better? And it's because we personally suffered for a while and that suffering is unnecessary and we now know a better way to train we now have have started you know we've created an entire framework an entire program and an entire training team dedicated to helping you figure out a customized approach to your training one that takes into consideration you your goals, your where you are right now and safely gets you to where you need to be to include all of your run workouts, your strength workouts, your training workouts, like your recovery that we're talking about today, right? And if you're listening to this episode on Friday, September 25th or The week after that, our training team is now open. So we have launched, we're going to be launching, if you're listening to this on Thursday, it hasn't dropped yet.
1: It's coming.
0: It's coming. Spoiler alert, but this is like a, you know, kind of a a nice sneak peek for our podcast listeners. Like this is one of the benefits you have. So... We are going to be reopening the doors to our Real Life Runners training team tomorrow, September 25th. And we've created a whole new group coaching program with customized 12-week training plans to get you from where you are now to where you want to be. and They include a virtual race. They include customized training plans. They include a three-month membership to our training team with our Real Life Runners Training Academy, our Strength Academy, our Runner's Body Masterclass Injury Series. Like, There's so many good things that are included in this training team offer that we've got for you guys, and it's dropping on Friday. So please stay tuned for that. And if it's after Friday, go check it out.
1: Go check that out. Go
0: check it out, yeah. I mean... We should probably give the web address. I
1: would think that might be helpful.
0: But if it's on Thursday, it's not open yet.
1: Well, if it's on Thursday, you're going to get a 404 bad gateway. <laughs>
0: so stay tuned check your email if you haven't subscribed to our email list yet you should do that you can go over to realliferunners.com to subscribe to our list because our email list is the first people are the first people to know and
1: you can always make make sure you find us inside of our facebook tribe yeah which and, is a good place and, to and quite too. frankly
0: if you want to become a part of our training team and you're not getting the emails just email us at support at realliferunners.com and we can give you the link to sign up because yeah. we want to help you guys like so many runners like 2020 has just thrown so many curveballs at us. And it's like, we're done with that. You know, like I am (laughs) done with like wondering when things are going to get back to normal, when a race is going to happen, when is this, da, da, da. Like training have suffered. So we are, we've created a program to help kick all of that to the curb, take charge, take back control, set a goal, follow a plan, and just run the race that's going to make you feel like you're back on track.
1: Yeah. Run, find, find a plan and reap the benefits of it. Yeah. And like you said, the, the plans are, are customized because you have to take into account the recovery, which kind of brings us back to our point here of it doesn't actually say on the schedule, sleep eight hours on this night, sleep eight hours on this night, but it takes into account your life. Mm-hmm. It says, okay, well, I've got a job that goes from this to this. Like I've got all these constraints How do I make a plan that's actually going to get me from point A to point B? Mm -hmm. Because it's important that it actually takes that into account and that you realize that the recovery is an important aspect of it.
0: Absolutely. Because like so many generic training plans out there just like, you know, okay, you're going to run a half marathon in under two hours and these are the workouts you're going to do. You're going to run five days a week and this is what you have to do. But they don't give you all the strength workouts that you need to do, which is not a ton but it is necessary and they don't say like okay well what if I can only dedicate four days a week to that then how do I adjust this plan like that's the beauty of our group coaching program was that we customize the plan for you in your life so back to recovery okay so when we run when we train training requires pushing our limits to break our bodies down and we've talked about this previously but that's the whole point of running we we've talked about 80 20 running we've talked about running easy 80% of the time and 20% of the time pushing harder because that pushing harder is important because we actually are breaking the body down during that time in order to help the body to rebuild stronger than it was before.
1: Right. Without that push, without that stretch, you're not actually going to get to the breakdown, which is why you can't always find these plans. And you're like, these are the key workouts that you need in order to change and provide the appropriate adaptations for your body. You have to get through these workouts and people can look at plans and be like, okay, well, it will be okay if I miss this day, but not that one, because that's the really hard workout. And it's like, well, it depends on, on the person, mm-hmm. honestly, of what the really hard workout is, is, you need something that's going to push your limits. So maybe your high-end speed is phenomenal. You don't need to push that very much, but maybe your endurance could use a little pushing. You need to push that direction. Find what's what your weak spot is and build that thing up. But in order to build it, you have to break it so that it can come back stronger. So, you know, we talk a lot about your your easy days need to be easy, but the flip side of that is that Hard days actually need to be hard. All of your running cannot be super comfortable. Mm -hmm. A lot of it should be. A lot of it needs to be, but not all of it, or you're never actually going to get any sort of breakthrough.
0: Right, absolutely. And it sounds, in a way, counterintuitive that we need to break the body down in order to build it back up strong, but that's actually what's happening. Anytime you do a hard workout, anytime you do strength training any sort of hit workout, whatever it might be that's really pushing your limits, you're actually creating micro tears in your muscle. You're actually breaking that your body down because your body is this amazing machine. And when you break it down, your, your body says, oh, okay, wait, I wasn't strong enough to just put up with the load that you just put on me, so I'm not going to let that happen next time. So I need to build back stronger so that I can be able to... Um, you know, handle that load the next time I'm faced with it.
1: Right. There's also a, a mental aspect to this. Besides the physical breakdown of the muscle, there's something to be said about mentally training and having some workouts where you're going to, by all accounts, by all numbers, fail that workout.
0: Or at least be open to failure. Like, I mean, and, and we don't, we, don't like the word failure because we don't believe there really is such thing as failure unless you actually quit trying.
1: That's what I'm saying. Is like if you looked at it from a pure numbers of like we're, we're
0: um, going to put quotes around it. Yeah,
1: like oh, I was supposed to I'm hit. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> don't put the quotes around. Quotes. It. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's <a> terrible. <laughs> Friends reference.
1: Um, if you you know if you're supposed to hit like three by a mile at nine minutes and you hit nine and then nine thirty and ten according to the numbers you didn't do that workout but you mentally kept pushing and that's the kind of thing that you also need you need a mental strain from time to time because you're going to get into races and you need to be able to figure out what do i do when everything my body says the correct choice is quit yeah so you you,
0: need to walk now
1: you need an answer go
0: find the medic
1: (laughs) (laughs) if it's go find the medic the answer might be go find the medic but it
0: depends on what's what's telling you to go find the medic If it's a sharp, stabbing pain, then probably. (laughs)
1: This is protruding from my body. Is that not okay? That is a
0: medic issue. (laughs) Yeah, this this is a pretty funny thing with the cross-country team last week. We were kind of talking to our cross-country team about the difference between pain and fatigue and, like, when you should push through, when you should stop. And then we're like, yeah, if you ever have a sharp, stabbing pain, that's probably a good time to stop. Unless it's right under your rib cage. That's called a side stitch. It's not going to do any permanent damage damage it's going to hurt like someone is literally digging a knife into your side but you still should try to run just, through it just go
1: ahead and run through that one <laughs>
0: yeah and I think they looked at us like we were kind of crazy
1: a little bit except for the seniors <laughs> the seniors are all just nodding along like, oh, yeah, yes they, totally they right yeah um, the
0: freshmen were a little scared
1: so you know, so we talk about straining and, and pushing yourself, but that's not the point of today's podcast. Like that's not the point at all here. Yes, you need to strain yourself, but as you pointed out, you need to strain yourself so that the body says, Oh, that was too much. I need to build back stronger. Right. And that that's where the recovery comes in.
0: Right, because without the recovery, there is no build back. Like you're that's when the the strong the strength actually occurs. Like so you, you break the body down when you're doing those hard workouts, when you're straining, you're actually breaking the body down. Then when you're recovering and, and recovery can be lots of different things. Like it can be a total rest day. It can be an active recovery day where you're just kind of doing some very gentle stretching and mobility work, maybe some foam rolling, maybe some yoga. It could be an easy level one to two run. It could be a walk. Like there's lots of ways that you can recover. So recovery doesn't mean necessarily necessarily complete 100% rest.
1: No, no. And it very much, it, it varies by the person. Absolutely. You know, if you're capable of running 50, 60, 80 miles a week, your recovery day could involve many miles of, of relaxed <laughs> many, running. Many,
0: many miles. I mean,
1: <laughs> like elite athletes, elite marathoners are out there doing 100, 120 mile weeks. They're doing like 80 90 miles of recovery run. Mm. It's just that Yeah, like
0: a 10-mile recovery run is something that they do. Yes. Yeah. So it, you just it's important to know that that build back, that strength Building actually happens during the recovery and people don't always realize this so if you're short changing yourself on recovery you're never fully building back so you're constantly just on the edge of being hurt and stuck in that plateau because it's like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna push hard so I'm gonna break down like if we're just going to let's, let's put some numbers Puts to this numbers. right so we're going to say okay i'm going to go two steps backwards because i'm i'm breaking myself down that much but then your recovery needs to build back at least that two steps really more like three or four to make you stronger than you were before but if your recovery time is inadequate if you're not allowing enough recovery time or if a recovery day to you is like doing five hours of yard work where you're like moving 200 pounds of mulch and stones and planting new things in the yard like that's not actually recovery
1: it's like well i mean it wasn't my long run i didn't even go for a run this day yeah yes yes that was a total recovery right
0: like i just did a couple of miles and i only pushed like you know kind of hard but I didn't do strength training that day so you know like that's not a recovery day that's just not so you're you're breaking down but you're not building back all the way so if you're constantly breaking down but you're not even getting back to baseline because of with your recovery then you're just starting to go into the negative,
1: right? You're slowly eroding away. Like you just keep breaking, you almost build back and then you break more and then you almost build back. But there's a lot of people that I think essentially build back right to where they were and they can't figure out why they're doing all the workouts and they're taking a recovery day. Like I did a workout, then a recovery day and a workout and a recovery day. I, I trade off every other day. How Mm -hmm. come I'm not progressing? I feel like I'm just stuck. So like, maybe, maybe your workouts are so hard you need to Maybe you, you actually, need two recovery days. You need two recovery days, yeah, not two days. workouts. No. Yeah. Maybe you periodically need a full off day where you're not running at all. Mm. Maybe you could throw in some cross training that's more non impact, something where your body's actually able to fully recover. Just because you feel up to doing another workout does not necessarily mean that you fully reaped the benefits from the last one. Mm -hmm. And I know that I have felt that way over the last, I don't know, couple of years, that if I push really hard in a workout, I used to always go hard, easy, hard, easy. Like that was my schedule. I worked out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's convenient. So many of the plans that you find in books Mm -hmm. are easy Monday and Wednesday and Friday and you push on Tuesday and Thursday. And I was pushing on Tuesday and I hit Thursday and was like, Ooh, I don't think so. And I would take an extra day. And so I, I had to shift my schedule around to take a double recovery in there. In my head, it was always this like extra recovery I was doing. It's not extra recovery. It's appropriate recovery.
0: Oh, appropriate recovery. (laughs) Yeah, and I I, I totally understand because I've struggled with that same thing too because I like checking the boxes. Like, I like doing all the things that look really good on a training log. You know, like when it's like, okay, it's time for you to go out and hit, you know, quarter mile repeats at 5K pace. And I'm like, yep, yep, yep. I'm going to dot those. I'm going to post them on Instagram because I hit my times, (laughs) right? But like, how many times do you see people like, talking about the glory of recovery or you know even talking about recovery at all like that's not the part that we highlight we highlight the fast parts but if we you know are just doing like the great things that look good on our training plan that we can post on instagram you might not be gaining all of the rewards of those workouts if you're not allowing the recovery time.
1: Right. So instead of posting like your splits from the last workout, scroll through. I mean, personally, I, I would scroll through the Garmin post how many hours of sleep you got last night mm. and how much of it was deep sleep. What was your resting heart rate overnight? Is your resting heart rate still through the roof? You're over training. Yeah. You need a recovery day put in there.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the recovery is so important, but it's often not the sexy part that we like to talk about. So like you said, running, we like to run, break running down into numbers, right? We like to see these numbers on our watch because in, in a way they do tend to give a lot of runners that identity, right? Like, I am a quote-unquote slow runner. I am a quote-unquote fast runner. I am a sub 35k runner. I am a sub two-hour half marathon runner. I am a sub four-hour marathoner. Like, people hang their hats and part of their identity on these times, but how important are those times?
1: I mean, there is...
0: Excuse the interruption, but I just had to pop in and let you know about an upcoming workshop that we're hosting inside the Real Life Runners Academy. If you're someone that's ever struggled with thoughts or beliefs that are getting in your way, or you think you're self-sabotaging yourself and you can't understand why you're doing things that you don't want to do or not doing things that you know you should be doing or want to be doing, this message is for you. We're hosting a special academy workshop May 14th, and we're bringing in an expert in neuro-linguistic programming, Miss Megan Blacksmith. And she's going to be teaching us how the thoughts that we have can either be helping us in our life or holding us back. And we want to invite you, our amazing podcast listeners, to join us. So you don't have to be a member of the Academy to join us this month you can join for a small one-time fee by going over to realliferunners.com forward slash workshop. If you are a current Academy member, this and all of our monthly workshops and all experts, that's all already included in your current membership. So if you are a current member, do not go to the website and repurchase because it's already included with your membership. But if you want to join just for the workshop, check it out over at realliferunners.com/ slash workshop today. Now, back to the show.
1: They're so easily grabbed at. Like, that's... It's one of the best and worst aspects of running is that there are so many numbers that you can grab onto. You can grab onto PRs. You can grab onto your weekly mileage. You can track your monthly and yearly mileage. Mm -hmm. Like every aspect of running is so easily and quickly connected to a number.
0: Well, and I think that's what attracts a lot of people to running in the first place, especially like the more type A driven types of personalities. Like you can see objective growth. You can see Uh like, okay, like these numbers are decreasing. I am getting faster. These numbers are increasing. I am able to run longer than I was before.
1: Right. So the numbers are so, so easy to get to. And I mean, now you get a smartwatch and you've got numbers constantly throughout the Yeah. Entire run, they're just on you at all and times. It'll
0: beep at you if you want it you, to. You can
1: set an upper and a lower <laughs> thing. Like this yeah. is my exact range that I have to be in. You got all sorts of these, so runners. If you get a group of runners together, the topic very usually moves towards numbers. Like, are you are you one of those people who starts chatting with other runners about their race PRs? How
0: long are you going tomorrow?
1: Right. You go out with a group of runners on, like, a Friday or a Saturday night, Mm -hmm. and you know people are going to discuss how long their long run is the next morning.
0: Or that morning. Or that morning. Yeah, like, oh, I did 15 today. It was so brutal.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's the humble brag. The humble brag. As you sip your drink, you discuss the 15 miles that you dropped this morning. yeah. And then, oops, I accidentally let the time out of how fast (laughs) I ran it. Oops, (laughs) that just slipped out. I don't know how it happened.
0: true like we've all done that at some point in time and because we're proud of ourselves very and, proud. and that's and a we good thing we, yeah exactly we should be that's a good thing like it's so good and that's one of the beautiful things about running like running gives us these things that we can literally point to and say I did that like yes. that is so awesome and you want to like tell other people and like that leads to a lot of really funny memes on the internet also of like you know like Nobody cares. Like the the non-runner. The non-runner memes.
1: does not care what your PR <laughs> right. is in any distance. Because like
0: as, as soon as you're like, I ran more than like three miles, they're like, Whoa, oh, that's really long. You know, like it's right. kind of funny. How
1: far was your marathon?
0: How far? Yes, always, <laughs> always. a good question.
1: Um. So, but <laughs> there's the flip side of the numbers. Is some people will go into these conversations and they'll casually talk about their PRs. They'll talk about the distances they've run, the distance of an upcoming race, a previous race, a long run. Like all sorts of things. And then there's the other runners who get real, real quiet in those conversations. Yeah. The ones who try and avoid that topic, who try and steer the conversation in a different direction because they're just not satisfied with those numbers. Mm-hmm. Those runners also tend to try and avoid the recovery. Like the ones who are bragging are trying to be like, look at all of these cool numbers I keep putting out there. This is how many miles I got in this entire week. If you're trying to knock down large weekly mileage numbers, it's hard to put an off day in there because the big numbers help it grow.
0: Yeah. If... Especially the ones, people that like are on streaks too. Yeah. You know, like people love to be on a streak, you know, and putting in a rest day or recovery day, that's going to break the streak. So it's, that week that, that can happen. Right. Yeah.
1: And you know, as long as you have a healthy relationship to a streak, I had one going for a while and I don't think, that I had a super unhealthy relationship to it, but I don't think that I want to go back into it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, and like you said, it depends. Like we're not saying that all running streaks are bad by any means. No. It just kind of depends on how they fit into your overall training plan.
1: Right. And it's also like, what are you doing to continue the streak? Yeah. Like well, if you friend, feel recovered yeah, off on a four mile run, that's fine. If yeah. you're like, oh, I, my, my, Temperature is 103, but I've had this streak going for over 100 days, Mm. so I'm going to walk around with a crazy fever around the block a couple times and log a mile so I officially keep my streak going. Mm. That's unhealthy.
0: (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah. That's where we might need to take a step back. But like, you know, sometimes like I have a friend who has a running streak going and that's what she does. Like on her off days, she'll make sure that she walks a mile. And right. as long as she's But not, not febrile. Sitting, right. Not <laughs> febrile. Like that. that's where it becomes, uh, you know, a little bit, maybe too much.
1: I have my appendix removed this morning, but I'm going to get in that mile. Wasn't no.
0: there... There was like a guy that had the longest running streak ever. Isn't that like the reason his streak ended like he had major surgery
1: no I forget his
0: name but it was like years and years like over 25 years or something right
1: yes and it went through surgery because he ran the night before the surgery had surgery super early the next morning and then checked out of the hospital and managed to get in something before it hit midnight on that night oh wow yeah
0: so what was it that like Actually stopped his streak. Do you remember? Last
1: I knew, the streak was still going.
0: No, I, I saw an article that it oh, was a different
1: guy that we're talking about. Oh, then.
0: okay. Well, yeah, but anyway, enough on running streaks. So the question then becomes, why are the numbers so important to you? So. The numbers a lot of times and, and sometimes the numbers are great like we said we're not saying that all numbers are bad we're not saying that you shouldn't care we're not saying that you shouldn't share these things because all these are good things when done you know appropriately with the right mindset behind it but what do those numbers mean to you because a lot of times those numbers can often lead to comparison which then can lead to quickly to a lack of joy with what you just accomplished. Like think about like if you ran a race and you were super happy and then you're like, You see a friend like, oh, how'd you do? And then they tell you that they ran it just a little bit faster. Like, does that affect your own joy and satisfaction with your own race results?
1: Yeah, or, you know, the uh, out on a Saturday night and you just casually slip out that you got 15 miles in that morning and the other person sitting there is like, oh, yeah, I did 18 how how wilted do you feel
0: right and, and if the answer is not at all then fantastic right but like if you then move into comparison mode where it then starts to suck away your own happiness, your own joy, your own pride in yourself, that's where it becomes problematic.
1: Right. Because then that's where you're going to start avoiding, purposely avoiding recovery. Yeah. Because you're going to be like, well, that person got in extra miles. That person ran the same race just a little bit faster. I need to be able to catch up to that person. And the only way I can do it is to run more, to push harder. I'm going to sleep less. I'm going to stick an extra workout into the week, maybe some strides on the end of every single run. Like... No, more is probably not the answer unless more is actually looking at your whole schedule and saying, oh, actually, I probably need some more recovery in there. Maybe some extra sleep.
0: Right. And if you look at your own training plan as a whole, like, and you do see some holes in there, then that's fine. Right. But like, I know that this happened to me recently. Like I was like, oh, I've been avoiding that kind of speed work lately. Like I should probably (laughs) add that back in. I'm wondering why I'm not progressing. Like that's one of the things that I found when doing an overall evaluation but like you said too like Ange, like you're stressed your heart rate's high like are you getting enough recovery like that was one of the first things that you asked me like are you sleeping enough are you getting enough recovery and i'm like yeah probably not
1: right i mean and that's the one that most people don't like to look at right because as runners it's easier to fix the problem if it means i can push through something else yeah
0: Well, because we like to do hard things, right? Runners do hard things. It's what we love to do. And we like to push through and break through. But like, you know, sometimes that hard thing is not pushing hard. Sometimes that hard thing is taking more recovery. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit.
1: Right. I mean, it it really, it all goes into the entire runner identity. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we kind of started going into this thing, but all of this aspect of recovery, if you're nodding along right now of like, yeah, no, I totally get it. I need to recover. I probably should sleep a little bit more. And you're not doing it, then you you don't get it. Like you don't actually understand. You know on paper that you're supposed to be able to get more sleep, that you you should be doing some like mobility work and, and actually taking care of your body so that you can build up. But at the end of the day, when you have the choice between taking some extra recovery and getting in some extra miles, if you're always choosing extra miles, then you don't, you have not really learned this lesson
0: right and and it's question you have to also think about like that identity as runner like is your identity wrapped up in your race times or your miles logged or the number of races that you've done or all the bling that's hanging on your wall like is that what you share is is that only what you share like do you share the workouts that you crushed but you never really share like the boring easy runs or like the struggle bus runs. Like we all have those runs. We all have those boring runs that you're like, Yep, just got some miles in today and it was it was fine. It
1: was fine. Right. And and that's a lot of what recovery is, is it wasn't It's not even like the struggle runs. It was a run that I I did, and now now I have some more miles, and that's all it is. Yeah,
0: I feel like a lot of times the posts that I often see are like the ones that we like crush or like the ones that were like a total struggle, but that we want to basically show that we've pushed through them.
1: Yes, I struggled, but I persevered, and I made it out the other side. Yeah,
0: and that's fantastic. It's great. And that's one of the beautiful things about running, but that's not the full picture.
1: What about the day where you got in four miles because you needed to get in four miles and it wasn't that hard and it wasn't that easy it was just getting in some four miles and now let's move along with our day right that's part of running also Mm. and i think that's the kind of runs especially when people are start training for really long races like if you're training for a marathon you're on like a 16 week training plan somewhere around week 10 it's not the workouts that kill you it's not the long run that kills you Mm -hmm. it's the runs that you just have to keep getting in more miles right those are the ones that just start wearing away at you right
0: so, it's important for us to understand also and fully not just accept, but actually embody, like yes. actually bring into part of our runner identity oh, is yeah. that you are a runner even on the days that you don't run. Because I think, like, I was just listening to another podcast the other day about the difference between acceptance and love. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this was such a beautiful thing. It was Brene Brown's podcast. Surprise, surprise. Anybody that knows me knows that I love Brene. But she was talking to an author that wrote a book called My Body is Not an Apology, which I just, I love that title. That's a good statement. And it it was great because like Brene's like thing was like, she was like bringing her on. She's like, first of all, I hate this book. She goes, I hate the title of it. I hate the picture of you on the front of it. I hate the subtitle of it. And so I knew I needed to read it, you know, and it's like, oh, that's great. Right. So, um, but The whole, like her whole thing was like, you know, the whole idea of self-acceptance, of self-esteem, of self, you know, just being okay with you, yourself, like that's such a passive term. Like we shouldn't just accept ourselves. We should love ourselves and love is a verb. Love is an action word. So I think that that's one of the things that we need to start being able to do as runners, not just accept recovery as part of it, but actually love recovery because that is the time that our body is making the gains. That is our, the time where our body is doing the beautiful work of building back stronger.
1: Right. So you make the statement of you're a runner even on days you don't run. Yeah. It's more than that. You're a runner even on days you don't work out at all.
0: <gasps> Gasp.
1: I know. Like, it's not like, okay, I get it. I'm a runner even on the day that I'm doing the strength training. No, no, no. Even on the day you didn't do anything. Like, you'd check your fancy pants watch at the end of the day and it says you got a thousand steps in because you didn't do anything today. You had a lot of work and most of it was sitting at a desk. Yeah. Like that you're still a runner on that day. Mm -hmm. If maybe it was a planned recovery day, maybe it wasn't, and it was just a really hectic day that you were remarkably inactive, still a runner.
0: Maybe your daughter stayed home from school because she had a tiny little cough from some post-nasal drip but couldn't go to school (laughs) now. Because it's the time of COVID.
1: Right, because a cough could be the worst thing ever.
0: Worst thing ever. But, you know, I wouldn't know anything about that. So back to our runner identity... Runners do hard things. And I think this is one of those statements that a lot of runners pride themselves in. I know that they do in our Real Life Runners Tribe Facebook group. Like We're we're all talking about like runners do hard things. I'm a runner, so therefore I do hard things, right? And so back to what we're talking about, right? Hard things doesn't have to mean endless quarter-mile repeats or those long runs at 4 a.m. where you only got a couple hours of sleep and it's 85 degrees outside and... You know, 90% humidity, and again, I know nothing about what any of that feels like. But today was actually very nice. It was, like, cooler and breezier. I
1: know. There were multiple kids in the team that were yeah. just like – uh, Coach Brown, is this what running supposed to feel like? Yeah. Like, yes, it is.
0: You're like hashtag first day of autumn.
1: Yeah, like it actually. Welcome kind of September twenty nice. second. And they're like three weeks in, so these kids who have never run a step before in their life are are feeling finally actually in, it. in shape, yes. and the weather's starting to cooperate. You combine those two things, and it's amazing what yeah. they can do. But. Like runner doesn't have to be the end. I, I put this into the outline and as I'm doing, I'm like, this is totally a direct reference to once a runner, the endless quarter mile repeats where mm. he did 20 times a quarter. And then his coach goes, okay, good. Second round. And he did another oh, 20 times a quarter. <gasps> and then his coach goes, okay, good. And now, now take an easy jog. And now let's do the third round. What? Cause the word it's a book.
0: I know it's a book, <laughs> but how many miles is that?
1: Is 60 by a quarter. And he would do them all, like, blazingly fast. Yeah. And so, yes, runners do hard things. Like, that's one of the things. And everybody who's read that book, and if you haven't, it's a phenomenal book. Um, but at the end of that chapter, and it's been a while since I've read that, if I remember correctly, in the chapter, it says, And then I slept for three days. <laughs> that's the recovery portion. Yeah. He killed this workout and it was brutal. And the coach leaves on the third one of just like, cause it, the pace doesn't matter anymore. You're going to finish this workout because that's what you're going to do. But then there was amazing recovery afterwards. Mm. That's, that's the part of it. That's why I put it in here. Cause I'm like, it is, yes, there are the endless workouts, but there's the recovery on the back end. He didn't get up the next morning and knock out a 10 miler. That's not the point of it.
0: Yeah. Sometimes the hard thing to do is to pull back, like when you know you should, but you don't want to, especially (laughs) like when your training is going well. Like when your training is going well and things are clicking and you're like, I'm going to get out there again. Yesterday was so good. I want to get out there again today and I'm going to crush this one too. New day, new possibilities. Let's crush it. Right? Like, that's, you know, that's the mentality that a lot of people have.
1: I run too early in the morning to have that much enthusiasm for it. (laughs)
0: Let's
1: crush it. Let's try not to trip over my own feet in the opening (laughs) half mile while I'm still completely asleep.
0: Well, it's completely black outside, and like the sidewalk has like a slight little crack in it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I hope the sprinklers don't go because I can't even see which direction they're coming from right now.
0: Right. But sometimes pulling back is so much harder and I think that this is a direct correlation to other things in our life right like it's easy it's it doesn't it, I mean it's not easy right but sometimes it does seem easier to just keep Pushing, just keep pushing through. Don't worry about pulling back. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Like all of these things, right? Like these are the phrases that you hear. No pain, no gain. You know, like uh, sleep is for the weary. Like all these things. I, I'll,
1: I'll sleep when I'm dead, I think has always been my favorite. <laughs> I will sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. I I totally had that philosophy. It led to three seizures. So yeah. it's not the greatest yeah. philosophy so to rock.
0: We're not going to take that so literally anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah.
1: Um, but one of the things on this pullback is taking care of minor pains when they first show up before they become a giant injury and you're sidelined for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. It's knowing that, okay, I should pull back. Yes, things are going well, but I'm starting to feel this little nagging pain here. Maybe I should take it easy. Maybe I should pull back for three or four days. Just cut the mileage back a little bit. Maybe even actually throw in an unplanned off day in there to take care of a minor pain before it snowballs into a bigger pain.
0: Right, and it could also be actually hard to pull back and actually go Easy, Like to actually focus on your pace during an easy run instead of just tuning out and running too fast. Because like most runners, when they go out to run, they go out and they run kind of at a moderate pace, somewhere like around a level five. That's most runners' normal runs. And those of you that are members of our five-day running challenge, you're quickly learning the importance and the benefits of level Two an easy running, like actually feeling an easy recovery pace. So I know that this was something that I was actually struggling with relatively recently, like a couple months back on my Sunday recovery runs. I was just going out and I would just kind of get into a groove, like my podcast was on and whatever, and I would just go and I would look down at my heart rate and it was higher than it should be on a recovery run. So I purposely decided... And this was very mentally challenging for me to do. But I purposely decided okay, you know what? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna do some intervals on Sunday so that I can make sure that this is a true recovery day. So I went out and I started doing some run walk intervals. Like, and part of me, like mentally, that was so hard for me because I'm like, I should be beyond this. I should be able to just run straight through and keep my heart rate low and run my recovery run all the way. But for whatever reason, maybe it's because of all of the ridiculous amounts of stress that we've been under over the last six months. Quite possibly. But my body wasn't getting the recovery that it needed. Like my body was not responding and I... Could feel it and I could see the changes in my fitness levels and so when I decided okay you know what I'm going to actually make this a recovery run which means I am going to force myself to take walking breaks it made a difference and like my fitness I felt within a month I felt so much better
1: right but one of the things that you kind of said there is you got out there and you just got into a groove especially if you're listening to a podcast you listen to music you literally tune out and it's a skill that you can use in races is to tune out to the messages that your body is sending you because in race, those messages tend to be slow down. This hurts. But if you're going on what should be an easy recovery run, if your body's sending you messages that say, slow down, it hurts, You need to actually listen to those messages and actually slow down. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a workout, you can push. If it's a race, you can push. If it's a recovery run, you need to take the time to listen. And that's tricky because a lot of people, especially on recovery runs or on longer runs, they don't want to just listen to their body the entire time. And so here's the thing. You don't have to. Like You don't have to listen to your body 100%. You don't have to be silent the entire time. You can have some music. You can have our podcast. Maybe you have another one. But you can totally have (laughs) our podcast. You just need to check in from time to time with your body and make sure that the pace still actually feels like a recovery pace if it's designed as a recovery run.
0: Right. So if you have a smartwatch, it probably is going to beep at you every mile. You can set it up to... Send you an alert. Maybe every mile is not enough. Maybe you want it to beep at you every half mile just to bring that awareness back into your run.
1: Right. The awareness that that can be a hard thing is simply to think as you're running. A lot of people use running as an escape from having to think about things. Yeah. So runners do hard things check in every once in a while don't just mindlessly go run if you want to see the progress the, the actual growth in your running check in do the hard things and see is this an easy run am I getting the purpose out of this run as it was designed
0: absolutely so uh- you know along those lines like some of the hard things sometimes would be cutting a mile or two to incorporate more running drills or strength training or mobility work because those are not again those are usually not the sexy things that runners like to talk about like oh man like i went out and i cut my run short today so that i could do some pigeon stretches
1: yeah but nothing is quite as sexy as b skips
0: ooh b skips b
1: skips are are nice and
0: some karaoke's in there get <laughs> but, a little a little That
1: is hip action. You doing some karaoke is actually right on the line, so we're good there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like female versus male might be different. Yes,
1: me doing karaoke is not a sexy move. So sexy. Those hips don't work white.
0: I'm sexy and I know it. Yeah, my hips don't lie
1: (laughs) or twist.
0: Do these move correctly? <laughs> like, I remember the first time you ever tried to give me a piggyback ride, and I'm like, I'm just sliding straight down. Where are your hips?
1: Like, they're they're in there somewhere. I need
0: just, I need to hold on way harder than I thought. Just
1: I squeeze really tight, and <laughs> and there's a bone there. Just sit on top of it; it'll be perfect.
0: Ow, that hurts! You're squeezing too hard. <laughs> all
1: right, so yes, you can cut some time off to incorporate other things. Make sure that you've got like all of the aspects of your training program in there. I know I've had to do this on, on mornings where it's like, okay, well I, I have to sleep at least this much. So I can't get up at four in the morning. I'm not getting up earlier than five. I'm just not doing it because I got to make sure I get enough sleep. And so if I get up at five, I can only get in so many miles because I'm still going to get in the drills at the end of the run. And I'm not going to sacrifice the drills. So just so I can get in an extra mile. It's just not worth it to me.
0: Right. But because you have shifted. your mind mindset, which a lot of people haven't yet done because they don't know how important it is.
1: Yeah. No, I used to just slide the alarm 15 minutes earlier so that I could Mm -hmm. get in the extra mile and the drills.
0: Right. And so like on those days now where you're like, yeah, I'm not going to run tomorrow because I need more sleep. I'm like, what? Like, it still almost seems weird to me. Like, even though obviously like this is what we do now, this is the framework that we've created. Like it's still coming from you, like still sometimes like Kind of catches me off guard. I
1: know. I told you that last night. I'm like, I'm going to sleep and I'm not going to try and get up tomorrow morning. And I don't think I'm going to be able to run at practice. So tomorrow's probably just going to end up being an off day. Mm -hmm. And you didn't question it. Like sometimes you used to be like, oh, well, maybe you could get it in at this point in time, like trying to help me out. And I had already come around on the idea that I was probably going to get an off day and I hadn't been getting enough sleep lately So that was going to be an okay thing.
0: Right, because, I mean, and and this is the shift that you've been able to make because previously, you know, and and this is, I think, goes back to our acceptance versus love and and really understanding the value of it because you used to do this like you would you but i felt like it was just like sacrificial like the sacrificial lamb like oh i'm just not going to be able to get it in that day and then you would be like annoyed by it and then i knew that it was going to affect your mood and how you showed up and so i would like encourage it no i'm like no no no, but you can you can probably get it in here like what if i did this and like cleared all this time for you so that you could get your run in here because i knew how much of an effect that would have on your mental state
1: Right. Whereas last night I was like, I'm not going to get a run in and that's going to be okay. I haven't taken an off day in a little while and my sleep is just, it's been off or so for the last week-ish. So getting the extra sleep this is something that that matters. And it's it's part of having the runner identity that says there are all sorts of aspects of being a runner Mm. and not all of them involve how many miles I tracked in the last seven days. Not all of them involve what my PR is. Certainly none of them really involve what my PR was back when I was in college. Like it took me a while to disconnect from like... PRs in my twenties, PRs in college. Although I really, quite frankly, don't remember most of my PRs from college. Um, but it took me a while to think that those were not defining things for me. And it's not like I've gotten completely over it. Like as we said, running is still very much rooted in numbers. It's hard to get into running and not have numbers somewhere. So they're, they're still there, but I'm trying to pull back from their importance in defining me as a runner. Yeah, Like I'm a runner who is looking to push boundaries as Healthy as I possibly can.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's why recovery is so important. So, hopefully, by listening to this episode today, you understand why in recovery is so important and also. You understand that like it's normal for recovery to be hard for some reason. Like it seems weird, but it's hard sometimes to take recovery. And just know that that's okay. Like that is a common feeling that a lot of runners have. You're not alone, but understanding the importance of it, understanding that that is the time when your body builds back stronger, that is the time where you gain the benefits of your hard workouts – Hopefully that will encourage you to take more recovery time, to understand how much you actually need to rest and recover. Because if you are spending all of this time pushing hard and training hard and you're not even allowing yourself to gain the benefits, then really what's the point of it all? Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So gain the benefits of your workout by allowing your body to have the proper recovery to gain the benefits yeah
1: actually gain the physical and the mental benefits and not just how many likes you can possibly check off that's mm-hmm. that's ultimately what we're going for here is improve yourself as a runner physically and mentally i feel
0: like that's pretty much a good life lesson in general <laughs> to
1: improve yourself as a person physically and mentally
0: <laughs> there you go <laughs> Alright, so that brings us to our challenge of the week. So for our challenge of the week this week, we want you to make a post in the Real Life Runners Tribe or you can do this on our Facebook or Instagram pages as well if you follow us over there. And we want you to post about something that you did for recovery this week. Something that you consciously did to promote your own recovery. So whether that's the number of hours that you slept that night, whether or not you took a rest day that week, post about it. Post about you enjoying your recovery, okay? That is our challenge of the week this week. So you can post about that in our Real Life Runners Tribe, our Facebook group, you can join that by going to realliferunnerstribe.com, or you can also post on our Instagram page or tag us in one of your posts. Okay, so we're at Real Life Runners on Instagram. So if you put up a post bragging about your recovery, make sure to tag us so that we see you. So, like we mentioned a little bit earlier in the episode, if you have been struggling with 2020 and races being canceled and all the other crap that 2020 has thrown at us, and maybe you've found that your running has suffered a bit, now is the time to take back control. Now is the time to get back on a plan, choose a goal take back control of your running because this is something that you can control. There's a lot going on right now that we have no control over, but your running is one of those things that you can control and you know how good running is for you. You know all the benefits of running. It helps to make you stronger physically. It helps you make make you stronger mentally. It helps you to prove to yourself that you are capable of doing hard things and pushing through and challenging yourself and you are so much more capable than you think. So if you are ready to take back control of your running life and learn a customized approach to your training, one that integrates the mind, the body, and your running skills for true and lasting success so that you can end this year feeling strong and running headfirst into 2021 by accomplishing something great, something that you can say, I did that. I feel better than I ever have before. I feel like I'm in control of my running. I am out of the injury cycle. I know exactly the best way to train for me, for my body, for my life, one that fits into my lifestyle. Then this is the program for you. We are opening up a brand new group coaching program that includes a virtual race to be run um, December 31st to January 3rd. It includes a 12-week customized training plan. It includes three months of membership to our Real Life Runners training team. That includes uh, a team of other runners, live coaching calls and support from us, a, fa- a private Facebook community, and so much more. It includes um, all of our signature programs, including the Real Life Runners Training Academy, the Strength Academy, the Runner's Body, the... Injuries, like everything that we offer, it's all included with your three-month membership. So you can get all of this for only $10 per week. We want to make this program super affordable and open because we want to help as many runners as possible to see a better way, to find a better way to train. One that makes sense for you. One that trains the mind, the body, and the running skills. One that is going to help you achieve things in your running that you've never realized were possible before that's the whole goal of this training program so we're going to set a goal we're going to customize a plan for you and we are going to support you all along the way we are going to be a team and we're going to run this race together at the end of the year or right at the beginning of next year so that we can start 2021 miles and miles better than 2020 has been So, if you're interested, you can find out more information by going to realliferunners.com starting on September 25th. And you can click on the link there that says join the training team. It's going to be a group coaching program. Like we said, we are limiting enrollment to this program because of the level of customization that we will be providing. We are going to be customizing these plans for each individual. And that takes time. So we've got to limit the number of people that we allow in this program. We want this to be a small group coaching program so that you can get to know your team members. You can all be there supporting each other along the way. It's going to be incredible so we want you to be a part of it so make sure that you go to realliferunners.com on friday september 25th so you can be sure to snag one of those coveted spots and get yourself enrolled into this brand new coaching program that we are so excited about so as always guys thank you so much for joining us today and spending this time with us this has been the real life runners podcast episode number 159 now get out there and run your life If you're ready to have more fun and achieve the goals that matter to you without sacrificing the rest of your life in the process, this message is for you. Maybe you're feeling confused or frustrated because you're not making the progress you want, even though you're running three times per week or more. Maybe you're feeling tired or sore all the time because you're pushing harder every day trying to get better. Maybe you want to run longer, but every time you run a couple of miles, that nagging knee pain starts to act up again. Maybe you've been told that you should probably stop running so much because you're getting older, but you refuse to accept that and want to find a way to continue to improve in your 40s, 50s, and beyond. Maybe you just feel like you're winging it every day and want to start working towards a goal. You want to feel better and be able to make progress in your running as you get older. And if you're like us and the other runners we work with, you want your running to help you become stronger and more resilient in all other areas of your life too. Plus, You need something that fits in your real life, that is simple, easy to understand, and effective. Don't worry, we've got you. If you're ready to transform into a strong, confident, and successful real-life runner, the Real Life Runners Academy has everything you need. It includes training plans, coaching, and programs that will teach you how to run faster, run longer, feel better, and accomplish your goals. Check it out today over at realliferunners.com forward slash academy. Enrollment will be opening soon, so be sure to join the wait list so that you can be notified when doors are open. It's time to run your life.